Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey, hey guys. What's up? How's everyone doing tonight? It's Dr. Delvina, the host of the Brain Love Podcast. It's another Sunday night, and um, I'm talking some good stuff as usual. Before we get into my guest who's on the couch tonight, I just wanted to just go over a couple of things and talk about a few things before we get into the topic for tonight, which is Haitian men. And, um, you know, folks, don't take yourselves so seriously. Um, just like when I posted about Nigerian men, some people were like, oh, you're lumping everyone into the same blah, blah, blah. I am not. We're just allowing people to share their opinions and share their stories. That is all. Everyone should get an opportunity to speak. But before we go on, let's talk about why nature sounds are great for relaxation. Do you hear it? Listen. Now inhale deeply and count to four in your head. Hold it for seven seconds. Exhale and count to eight. Do it again. Inhale through your nose while you count to four. Hold it for seven. Exhale deep out your mouth. As you count to eight. That's one form of therapeutic breathing that you can do while you're listening to nature sounds. I love the nature. I'm not sure about you. I love walks outside. I love the sun. A walk in the woods as well as playing the sound, like from a recording or a sound machine, it can help your heart rate. It can reset connections in the brain. If you've ever been treated by me, you may have heard me tell you that your brain is on fire. And when I say it's on fire, I mean that it's just shooting so frequently and so often. And it's shooting so much that your brain has lost its way. It doesn't know what to do next. And so sometimes we have to do, actually not sometimes, oftentimes, we have to stop, clear our head. And we got to find ways to clear our head that we know are beneficial for us. One way of clearing your head is if you can't go outside at work, if you're stuck at your desk, turn on some sort of music platform that you have, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Apple, whatever it is, and do a search for a sound that is calming for you. Depending on your history and your background, what you hear now, the birds near the river, this may not be soothing for you. So green environments have been linked with relaxation and well-being for hundreds of years. 
They've done studies also because, you know, we try to do like this evidence-based type stuff, but they wanted to see if it was, if it really would stand up in a study. And it did because it was one, there was one study. It was the first to use brain scans, heart rate monitors and behavioral experiments. So they could give a physiological cause for the effects that were taking place when people were listening to sounds of nature. So they wanted to investigate the connection between the brain, the body, the noise. They recruited some folks to participate. They monitored their heart rates, AKA the pulse. They also wanted to monitor their breathing, their blood pressure, their temperature, digestion, metabolism. And what would you guess? These things got better. They got better. So they saw a bigger jump or a significant improvement for folks who had very stressful lives when they were able to do this inward focus attention. So someone who ruminates and worries a lot and is significantly stressed, they saw that there was more of, a, of an improvement with listening to sounds of nature. But someone who is usually a calmer person, at baseline on most days, they're calm, they're not stressed. They didn't see as big of a jump for obvious reasons, right? So patterns that have been linked to conditions involving psychological stress, like sadness, depression, nervousness, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, these things can get better when you do other alternative things. Everything is not just about a pill. You've heard me say that so many times before. It's not just about a pill. And it's not just about psychotherapy either. So let's see. Let's change up the sound. This is a lakeside repose. Let's do, let's see, bird watching. Similar. What about some April rain? Ooh, I love that. Mm, that is just so soothing. hear it now let's switch up and do some distant thunder oh my dog is listening she's going to get nervous oh yep I gotta turn that off okay let's go to Atlanta rain they actually have an Atlanta rain how about chill waves and wind and leaves? Do your breathing. Do the four, seven, eight breathing that I started this episode out with. Oh, forest rain frogs. So you see there are so many different background noises you can choose from. I had to turn off the thunder because that's upsetting for, for the doggy here. But they have so many rainy nights, rainforest meditation, birds in the rain, low tide waves. I'm curious. Let's see. I love waves. I like it. I like so the thing is this, we have two nervous systems in our body. 
two main ones. We call these the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. These are part of the autonomic nervous system. So this is what pretty much guides us in most of our daily living, right? Because for the sympathetic response, you may have heard this called fight or flight. That's when everything revs up. Your pupils get bigger, your heart starts to race, things start to happen to prepare for you to fight or to run, fight or flight. And then there's the parasympathetic response, which is the one that helps the body to relax. So certain things that you should be doing in a relaxed mode, the parasympathetic system is what oversees or manages those activities. So let's say an example would be with men to achieve an erection and to be able to ejaculate their parasympathetic nervous system has to be working. It needs to be intact because this is something folks, men will do when they're at ease, they're at rest. If someone is being challenged for safety or there's something that's activating their fight or flight response, you won't have both. You can't be relaxed and have fight or flight. So the body that, the system that helps the body to relax and function in normal Normal circumstances is also referred to as rest-digest response. Rest-digest. So you want to incorporate sounds of nature into your daily life because it can help reduce stress. An actual walk outside is great because you're out with the oxygen, fresh air, the sunlight, the sun rays, you know. But if you can't get outside, then... Turn this on at your desk. Turn this on in the car as you're driving home so you can relax and decompress before you come through the door and see your children or your significant other. All right, so I just wanted to touch on that just a little bit just to give you another option to help in managing the everyday stress that we experience. Now it's time for my guest. She is talking to us about her situation with a guy she was dating recently. He is a Haitian man. And she tells me that the Haitian men who she has dated, they have all been pretty similar. And that's why she has stayed away so long from Haitian men. And this guy turned out to not to be any different. So she wants to share her story on the couch. If you are... By the way, she's a Haitian woman. If you are a Haitian woman and you have stories, good and bad, please send them. Please DM. You can send an audio voice uh, message. You can send me a message through Anchor or um, on Spotify. If you're a Haitian man and you want to share your sentiments regarding this episode, there's a couple of questions throughout the episode that I pose to the audience. So I'd like to hear from you guys, okay? Are you ready to take the couch? Hey, 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 guys. I told you I got another guest on the couch with me. I'm not going to tell you her name. We're going to do an anonymous call because um, it's none of your business. But she has some really good information that I want everyone to to um to learn about because as we go forward and we talk about relationships and um 
intimacy and, and finding the right one, it's good to share our pearls and also some wisdom and things that we've experienced personally. Hey, hey, good morning. Or shoot, I'm thinking it's the morning time. Good evening to you. Hi, good evening. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm well. Are you ready to take the couch? I am. Awesome. So before we start, we began recording, you were telling me that um, a, a relationship you were in for at least a year, correct? I think you said a year and a few months or a year and a half. Well, we technically we've been on and off um, since 2014. And um, we decided to actually take each other seriously um, last year. So it's just a year that we've been consistently together or were together okay so wow so you've known this person sounds like for a long time and you guys were dating on and off it sounds like you said since 2014 and then you decided okay let's try this for real for real about a year ago yeah initially I was when we started talking back in 2014 it was very light right just having a good time and then it started morphing into something that we both weren't ready for but I'm gonna just be honest with you I really didn't want to take him seriously because he was the same culture I am he's Haitian and I have this big thing about not dating Haitian men at all and I know it sounds so hypocritical because I'm Haitian but it's just uh it, it doesn't have the best outcome for me Okay, so we wouldn't have known you were Haitian unless I asked you, which I was going to ask you if you were Haitian, but you already put it out there. You're Haitian. So, hey, you, you, um, we're going to let you live because this is your own culture you're speaking about. It's almost like a white woman complaining about black men or um, a black woman with uh, no Hispanic association complaining about Latino men. So you're Haitian. And you're giving us, you're sharing your concerns about your, your men, your Haitian men. Yes, not all, just the ones that I've experienced. Understood, understood. Um, so you were, you were a little hesitant initially. What made you decide, okay, let me just shake this and give it all I got and see how it goes. But he's a good guy. And, you know, and I can't take that away from him even to this day. Like, he is really a good guy with good intentions. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of the, the – he checks off a lot of the boxes. If we do have a – you know, I have my unofficial list, and he checks a lot of the boxes. So it was just one of those things that, hey, maybe you do need to step outside of your comfort zone and try something that you said that you would never try because this could be, you know, the, what you were – waiting on this could be your husband your boo your future baby daddy you know you're forever so I kind of just talked myself into just trying something new and initially it was good and then you know until it wasn't wow so tell us what did you like about him in the beginning what was good about it uh he's attentive uh he's he was sweet compliments Cared. He showed up when he needed to. Um, on paper, he looks amazing. You know, he has all these accolades. He was very smart and supportive and a great father. So he's funny. And we were friends 
um, before we became intimate. So it was just, it felt good. It was just something that I wasn't used to getting because the whole concept of courtship and all that other stuff that we crave and we see on TV and movies and growing up fairy tales just didn't happen. So here comes this man doing this and it feels good, especially if you're not accustomed to it. Yeah. Yeah. How old are you, by the way? I'm sorry? I said, how old are you, by the way? Say that again? I didn't hear you. Your age. How old are you? Um, well, actually, I just turned 39 today. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I just turned 39 today. And, and how old um, is... Uh-huh. Yeah, he's a year younger than me, so he's 38, or he will be 38 later this year. Okay, okay. And you mentioned kids. How many children does he have? Oh, he has one, one daughter. How old is she? Um, she's 10. Okay. All right, so you gave us, uh, so he does, he sounds like a star. He sounds like a great, you know, person. I don't even want to say catch. I, I don't really like that word. Um, he sounds like a, a great person to compliment you. And you were saying that he's funny. You guys have a good time. He's intelligent. He looks great on paper. Can you say the same about yourself? Um, I would, you know, nobody's perfect in a sense but I felt like I complimented him very well too and he told me you know we've had conversation in regards to why he feels what he feels or felt the way that he feels about me um and kind of his short he felt he feels like his shortcomings or or my stress and some of the things that I bring to the table and my spontaneity and support and, and you know we have similar sense of humor um so he's he, he can be complacent at times and he likes the fact that I was able to push him just to try something different and to be different so I mean based on what I was told I, was, I guess I was a good compliment too okay perfect. perfect sometimes you know you I'll talk to someone and their mate likes to laugh and have a good time but the other person is always angry mean mugging um, thinks the other person plays around too much, is joking too much. So, but doesn't sound like that's the case in this situation at all. No, I've been in situations like that where people kind of take themselves way too seriously, but that wasn't us. Like I said, we were friends first. Um, so that's what made the whole situation more enjoyable. And that's what made me kind of put my guards down and pursue something that I wouldn't usually pursue. Mm. Now, have either of you been married before? No, neither of us have been married. Okay. Okay. Do you have children as well? I, I do not have children. Okay. Uh, did you, do you want children? Were you considering having a child with this gentleman? Um, overall, I do want children. That decision was made like literally a few years back, um, hence why the delay. But he, honestly, he was. He, he was somebody I could see myself building a family with. Like I saw it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I saw, I, I saw the whole thing. You know, the 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 whole fantasy of the not necessarily the white picket fence because that is a fantasy, but mm -hmm. what my fantasy would look like. I saw him 
in that place, you know, of my husband and the father of my children and the head of my household and all of that. Like I, I, I was able to imagine it just because of the dynamic that we did have. Wow. Oh, man. But so the relationship ended, what, the other day? Yeah, it ended a couple, um, uh, not last weekend, but the weekend before. Um, I kind of just got to my breaking point with some stuff that was building up, you know, for as perfect as the situation sounded, you know, there's no situation that's 100% perfect. And there was just some things that I couldn't, I couldn't accept. I, I, I couldn't be a part of. So I made the decision to just walk away. Wow. Now, before we get to the catalyst that brought you to this end result, along the way, did you guys argue more than you were at peace? Were there always, if you didn't argue, were you always debating or were there um, confrontations about certain things? Or did you guys just get along and you really didn't have those issues? Or were you experiencing issues, but you would sort of keep them at bay and not engage it because you just wanted things to, to be okay? Um, it wasn't very argumentative because neither of us are that type of person. Um, I'm the type of person that if I share how I'm feeling, I want it to be receptive. And I know like if you take the approach of arguing, fussing, cussing, yelling, the other person is not going to um, listen to you. You know, their, mm-hmm. their, their defenses are going to be up and they're going to want to fight back. So we had, you know, we were able to have conversations, but it was, kind of me repeating myself over and over again about what bothered me because it was really just one centralized thing for the most part that bothered me and when we talked about it at times he'd be a little dismissive um or I hear you I hear you and I'm like okay I know you hear me but what are you going to do about it you know so that, that was kind of the basis of the challenges that we had when it came to like communicating, but we weren't very argumentative and kind of going back and forth and all that other stuff. That was a part of our dynamic. So if you don't mind, share for us, you said there was one central thing that seemed to be the unsettling, ongoing unsettling problem. What, what was that? Uh, when I mentioned before with him, culturally, you know, being Haitian, one of the things that is a stigma or maybe a reality in the culture is that the guys uh, have very intense relationships with their moms and or the the women in their family, meaning they come first, they come second, they come third, sometimes fourth, fifth. So that was my biggest gripe. Like, I love the, the relationship that he has with them, but the fact that they kind of took precedence over us, over me, and it would be little things, big things, whatever it is. So it just got to a point where I felt like I was competing with other women that I, I couldn't win because they were blood. And it happened so many times that it just got to a point where it was egregious and I, and I couldn't take it. Wow. So give us some examples of how he placed the other woman in his family or the women in his family ahead of you. Um, We would make plans. He would actually initiate plans or we would make plans. And, uh, and it happened so frequently. 
the plans would be either postponed, canceled, pushed back because he has to do something for his sister, his cousin, his mom. Um, and, you know, at first it was just, except, you know, I accepted it. I was like, oh, that's nice. But then it got to a point where I'm like, every time we have to push it back or we have to reschedule because your cousin needs this, your mom needs that. I, um, I had one particular situation where he sprained his ankle playing basketball. And got on the phone with him he was telling me how much pain he was in and all this other stuff and I um I you know basically suggested that hey I can come and take care of you and do whatever you need me to do I mean I've injured my ankle a couple times so I'm kind of knowing in regards to how to wrap it you want me to give you a massage all this other stuff and you know there was sexual innuendos being thrown back and forth during the conversation so here I am thinking that we about to spend some time together I'm about to make him feel real good in more ways than one and then when it was time to like make the plans he was just oh no my I'm gonna go to my mom and my aunt so they can you know wrap it in leaves and rub it for me and I'm like you'd rather get rubbed on by your mama and your aunt than me neither of them are nurses like neither of them are medical professionals you rather you know go through that and, and instead of just spending time with me cool um, you know, there are other situations where we plan dates and then the time for the meetup would come and go. And when I would call, the excuse or the reasoning would be, oh, I got caught up taking my aunt to the store. And it happened so frequently to where it wasn't even sweet anymore. It was just like, really, dude, come on. Do you mm. not want to spend time with me? Mm-hmm. And you know, I was told, no, that's not the case. I'm just like... I, I don't get it. It, it was just it, it was just too much. And then the you know, then the final straw happened the past a couple of weeks ago, and it, it, I just I couldn't take it anymore. And it wasn't you know it wasn't just the mom, it wasn't just the aunt, it was the sister, it was the the cousin, it was it was just a lot. Mm. And I, honestly, I felt like he was single for so long that he kind of allocated some of those connections that you would have with a significant other yep. to his family, to his family members. Um, outside of sex, I felt like, well, what am I here for? Mm. Wow. There's a lot of blurring of the lines in that situation. Mm-hmm. The boundary, like there was absolutely no boundaries. Did he live alone? Yes. When you were um, denied, when he denied you to come over and and take care of his ankle, did you ask him like, man, you know, I thought we were, we, we were um, setting something up here. You know, you said there was sexual innuendos and things like that. Did you uh, softly confront him about it or did you just say, okay, all right, I'll talk to you later. Um, I said, okay, I dismissed it. Because mm-hmm. I didn't want to get up, I didn't want to get upset. I know, like when I get upset, I, I I see red. So for me, I was trying to talk myself down. Okay, maybe you know, maybe his mama and his auntie know what they're doing. Maybe they wanted, you know. I kind of just gave a million and one excuses to myself, so I wouldn't, so so it wouldn't bother me and fester. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But I was on FaceTime with him. I, I, you know, saw when he started interacting with his mom because that little bird in the back of my mind was like, man, you got another girl coming over there to, you know, to do whatever. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and I think he felt that energy because he's always showing me like what he's doing, like as if mm-hmm. he's proven it himself or it's legitimate, but it just still didn't sit right. It was just like, this is the woman you're talking to, but you you rather hang out with your mama and your auntie. Yeah. So I'm glad you said that because my next question was going to be, did you ever suspect that those were those excuses were just cover-ups for him to do other stuff? But you just honestly, answered that. Yeah, honestly, no. That, um, you know, him him stepping out and not being loyal, that is something that I've never felt. You know, I'm not stupid. I know certain situations happen, but he's never given me any type of alarm to feel like there was somebody else outside of the people in his bloodline that has his attention. And I would think, considering how you guys came to finalize and transition the the and transform the relationship, he would just say if he was dating other people and wasn't ready yet to to be in a committed relationship, you know, it, 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 you know, it doesn't sound like a situation where someone has to misrepresent um, or be sneaky and do other things. Right. And it wasn't, um, we had open, you know, open communication. He's just not just based. I've, I've known this. I technically have known this guy since college, right. Since the early two thousands, I've known him, but didn't really take him seriously romantically until around 2014 when we attempted to and then it fell through um then again last year so he's never been that type of person that's been like what you would call a womanizer or just try to chase women and all this other stuff um I've never gotten that that energy from him okay and you know it, it makes sense it coincides because he has a lot of women in his life he cares about so um, I think it's safe to say in this situation that because of the respect and the love that he has for the the women in his family, that he just couldn't see himself or wouldn't allow himself to treat a, a woman that way uh, Agreed. to disrespect them, uh, all the love and respect he has for his for the women in his family. What happened back in 2014 when it didn't work out with you guys? It was the same thing. Really? It was, it was dates being canceled. Um, you know, we weren't able to ever get the plane off the ground. Uh, at one point, I thought that maybe his family was doing it on purpose. Maybe his family was doing it on purpose. Maybe, maybe they weren't ready to, um, you know, relinquish their spot. Yeah. And the, yeah. the relationship that they and the benefit that he brought to them, because, you know, he he does a lot. He does a lot for his family. He does a lot for his sisters and his cousins and all this stuff. And I, I, I and those boundaries or lack thereof back in 2014, I just I couldn't take it. Plus, I was I was a lot more bitter than I wasn't as tolerant and patient. And I was just on I was on something different. So what I accepted now or recently, I was not in the space to accept it then. Yeah, yeah. Is 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 his mother married? Is his father around? Is there another man around, or is he the only male for all these women? So his 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 um his mother and his father are divorced. 
and it wasn't an amicable situation. So the mom does not have a relationship with the dad. Um, he has a little brother, but the little brother is like the black sheep of the family. So I don't, right now as it stands, he is the person that they all lean on, but I don't know if it's because he's just the responsible go-to or if he just feels like he has to do that for his sense of purpose. So is he um, like the patriarch of the family considering the father, is the father still in the picture with him or no, there's, does he have a relationship with his dad? He does. He has a really close relationship with his father. His father stays um, in Haiti most of the time. However, his father uh, suffered a stroke. So he's, um, you know, he's disabled. Um, so that's another person that depends on him as well. So I think it's like a, a, a double-edged sword with him. Uh, gotten to the point where so many people depend on him. But I think that that's just the position that he put himself in. And now it's expected. Wow. So how did the breakup conversation go? Um, so to be honest with you, we didn't even really, I just walked away. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't say anything. I just walked away because um, him and I made plans well, uh, to go on a cruise for my birthday. And those plans initially came from like my, my, my best friend mm -hmm. who, um, her, her husband and some other couples, we all got together and we're like, okay, we're going to take a cruise. Before I said, yes, I asked him, do you want to go? He was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be amazing. I'm like, okay, good. Because we, again, we have those challenges with spending time together, him finding time to spend with me. So I'm like, well, this is great. You know, we get to go out of town. We get to vacation, experiences, private time, all that stuff. Um, he paid for the cruise. We talked about uh, preparation for the cruise, clothes, activities that we're going to do all the way up until the night before the cruise. Oh, boy. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, well, he, you know, he, he, he's financially, he's, he's, he's good. He's well off, but he's also a little frugal. So I knew once he made that financial investment, he was locked in. And I was looking forward to us spending time together, just like uninterrupted time. Um, and the, the morning of the cruise, the plan was for me to run my morning errands, pick him up on the way, bring him to the house and all the couples were going to get in, you know, two different cars and leave at the same time. So I was communicating with him that entire morning. And when I got to his house to pick him up, he came to the car, no luggage and was like, I'm sorry, I can't go. Oh my gosh. And at first I thought it was a joke. I was like, stop playing with me. Um, but he was like, no, I'm sorry, I can't go. So the story of what I was told as to why I can't go um, was that he went to go drop off his vehicle to his mother that morning um, so she could utilize it while he's gone. And the mom said that um, her brother-in-law, which is his uncle, called. And one of his aunts who reside in Orlando is not doing too well. And he needs the mom 
and the other sister to come. And the guy that I'm talking to is the only person that the mom wants to, wants to drive up there. So um, I'm like, wait, what? So now I'm in a place where I'm disappointed, I'm hurt, but I can't be a complete B and not be empathetic to the fact that his aunt may be on her deathbed. Wow. To the listeners, please write in and tell me what you think. What's your opinion on how this should have been handled? How long was the cruise? Uh, three days. It was from Friday. Well, Friday to Monday. Only three days. So yeah. you would have left Friday, been back Monday. Uh-huh. You know, worst case scenario, the mother and the aunt could have flown to Orlando and he could have picked them up. He could have drove and picked them up and brought them back home that way. Yeah. You know, flying, yep. flying is an option. Or he could have Ubered their asses to Orlando. I mean, the mom drives. She could have drove to. Okay. So see, I yeah, this was an opportunity for him to set the limits and to draw that boundary. Like, hey, I've already paid for this cruise. I have to go. Allow me to help you guys find an alternative way to get to Orlando. Like that wasn't the case. Sounds like mom, it sounds like mom likes to infringe and likes to take advantage of her position as mom. That's what it sounds like to me. I I would, I would agree. Yeah, I, I would, I would strongly agree. And I, um, sorry, I would strongly, strongly agree. But, and I was trying not to think of it that way because I'm like, uh, you know, but then culturally, I, I fall back mm-hmm. into what I know. And culturally, their yep. sons are their, that, that's their man. Yep. 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 Yeah. I was about to say that based on, I am not Haitian, I am not Caribbean, but based on my experience and having um, friends, women friends who are Caribbean, as well as guy friends, Caribbean mamas are the worst at imposing mm. are the worst mm-hmm. at imposing on their sons the worst I agree I agree or I should say I they do I mean they do it so well they impose so well on their on their sons um and this mama was doing the most like you can't drive yourself to Orlando woman it's what three hours away yeah your son has a cruise plan so this I <sighs> Man, if he does not make change in his life, he's going to be an old, miserable man. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I've, I've carefully tried to have those conversations because you don't want somebody to, you, you don't want to tell somebody, oh, I, I, I don't like the way you, you, how well you treat your mom. Like, I don't want it to come off like that, you know, because no, I, I like the fact that, that you care about your mother that you you make sure that you're there for her because then that's a reflection of how you would treat any woman that you love yeah nah he's too accessible you can there's you can always have too much of of anything he's very excessive and so was mama um so he said he couldn't go and then he explained why and you looked at him and you drove away how what happened next he was um so I went on a cruise uh, this this happened uh, two weeks ago. So that Friday morning, 
That was the last time I spoke to him. He did not call me or message me while I was on the cruise. He did not call me or message me when I came back. Um, I, I this more funny enough, uh, this morning I just got a happy birthday text message from him. And this is someone that we, this is someone that we're in a relationship. He determined my title. When we, you know, we were having a conversation and someone else kind of jumped in the background. He was like, I'm on the phone with my, my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I found out that we were together. Mm. And then we, you know, and, and I had a conversation with him and I'm like, yo, you know, that title holds expectations, not trying to make it look scary or anything, but you know, I'm, I'm, you're going to expect certain things from me and I'm going to expect certain things from you if we're at that level. But I didn't hear anything, know how my, how his aunt is doing. And keep in mind, prior to that, we had conversations in regards to his family and what's happening. And um, I've heard that this particular aunt, you know, he's talked to her, talked to me about her before in regards to her health his dad, like everything, he's been very vulnerable with me, um, vulnerable to the point where I know he shared things with me that he was not comfortable sharing and hasn't ever shared with anyone else. So So the fact that he went ghost, like he went ghost. Well, so back up, go back to the day when you went to pick him up and he said he couldn't go. Um, did you say, okay, I'll talk to you later? Did you guys hug and kiss? Bye. Like what were, what was the departure, the departing, um, sentiments like? So he was, he was apologetic and I could, I couldn't find the words. I, I was, I was silent most of the time. Um, I started going into shutdown mode because again, I was torn at the fact that here, here I am, here we are yet again, you're disappointing me. And this one is, is, is a little bit bigger than the other times. But then you're telling me that your aunt is on her deathbed. So I don't want to come off like a complete, you know, bitch. But this, this can't keep happening. Yeah. So I didn't say much. Um, I was so upset that I started crying because mm-hmm. I couldn't find the words. Like, and it was, it wasn't crying where, oh my God, I'm so hurt. It was crying like, oh, I want to hit something. (laughs) I want, sir, I would like to punch you in your face right now, but I'm not going to. Um, And then he was, like I said, he was apologetic, but then the story was so ambiguous that I was just looking at him like, this is stupid. Your uncle called and said, y'all need to hurry up and get to Orlando but he won't yeah. tell you what's going on. He won't tell you what's going on. Yeah, see, so this goes back to my question again about is something else really beneath all this bullshit? Um, that, now this one's a hard one. I know he would FaceTime me those other times, but this is a hard one. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So he said, his uncle said, I need you to get here. I can't tell you what's going on. But at the same time, he's saying his aunt was on her deathbed. Yeah, but she's been on her deathbed. So okay. like, that, that's why I was like, I was asking, I'm like, well, what's different today than what was different last week right. when you were, you know, when, when you, your mom and your other aunts were talking about her and I was like, what, what happened? 
And I know you were thinking, why the hell didn't he call you yesterday? Why is he calling? Thank you. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I was not even, not even the day. Okay. Let's say you found out the morning of, I've been texting you since I woke up. You text me good morning. I responded back and I basically laid out my entire itinerary of errands prior to coming to you. Yeah. Like, Hey, I'm gonna hit the gym real quick. Go to Walmart, go to the bank. Then I'm come get you because you're in the same area. Do you want Dunkin' Donuts? No, I don't want Dunkin' Donuts. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'll let you know when I'm leaving Walmart. Okay, no problem. Hey, just got to Walmart. Okay, no worries. Hey, leaving Walmart on my way to you. Okay, see you soon. Like all wow. of that transpired. And you couldn't wow. open your mouth and say, this is what yeah. happened? That's odd. Listeners, please write in or um, send a, a, a message. You can send it on Instagram if you want at Dr. Delvina or on Facebook at Dr. Delvina. You know, the doctor's abbreviated as DR. What do you think? Do you think this guy was telling the truth or was this just a conjured thing to get out of going on the cruise? So one thing I'll say, you know, everyone has their own perspective. And I wonder if he's thinking, I told her my aunt's dying and she's went on this cruise anyway without me and didn't even check in on me and my family. She didn't text, ask how we are. How's your aunt? How's your mom? Did you, you know, when are you coming back from Orlando? So I wonder if his perspective is you should have checked on him considering he told you his aunt was dying. I'm not gonna lie I considered that for a second I did but then the the selfish part of me is like well you flaked out on me um you're the one going through the experience any other situation you've been the one to update me and just kind of let me know play by play what's happening so to have the expectation for me to reach out first would be the opposite of our Okay. What we're what we're used to. Your pattern, your pattern of yeah. behavior. Yeah. However, however, you know, he could still say, well, it doesn't mean you couldn't. Um, so at some point in time, I do believe you guys will have to talk about this and kind of, you know, hash some things out. Um, number one would be, hey, is your aunt still alive? What happened when you went to Orlando? Did you go to Orlando? Did you take your mom to Orlando? What happened? How's your aunt? Um, and then you could ask, why didn't you reach out to me during the cruise? Why didn't you contact me? Yeah, and I'm avoid. Mm-hmm. I'm avoiding that conversation. One of the main reasons why I'm avoiding that conversation is be- because of the first question that you asked. Mm-hmm. Did you end up going? Did you end up going to Orlando? Mm-hmm. Because if he says anything other than yes, I don't know how I'm gonna react. Mm. If he says that he did not go because of insert whatever, I don't know how I'm going to react. Oh, I think one question to him would be, why would you initiate uh, a serious relationship with me and you weren't ready? And the next thing would be, I think you should go see a psychotherapist and and talk to that person about your relationship with the women in your life, all the women, whether it's family members and or non-family members, because this thing seems a little more complicated than than what we think. Mm-hmm. So, it's not I would, <laughs> yeah, it just, 
intuitively for me, something isn't, something isn't right. Oh, I agree. I agree. And I, I'm and in all transparency, it has been so long since I've allowed someone in mm. and I took all my God, my shield, my armor. I let all that shit down oh, and I let this, this man was in. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, for that. And, 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 and I've been numb for so long that it initially it scared me. Then it was just, it was so much fun. Like, oh my God. Like, you know, we, we, mm-hmm. we said that we loved each other. Mm. He, 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 he had conversations with my mom. I spent time with his daughter, Aww. like his sister, you know, I did stuff with his sister and like his family knows about me his cousin knows about me his frat brothers knows about me and it was just it was it felt good like it just felt good to be in those relationships that you see the 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 snapshots that you see of people in social media how happy it was like that was my for the most part that was my every day and it just felt so good but then when one situation happened then another one happened it's just it, it became big it became a thing. And then when this last thing happened, I'm like, come on, dude. At what point? At what point does this take precedent? Yeah. You trying to tell me fast forward, like if your mama needed you on our wedding day, you would be like, I'll be right back. And yeah. go do something for your <laughs> like seriously. And and listen, there may not be another woman. It may be something else. So let me uh switch gears real quick before we have to get out of here. How was the sex? Amazing. Oh boy. Um, how often were you guys intimate not often but when it's not often at all again those plans Mm. those plans that we made and and they're shifting and you know stuff like that like it was one evening where I was supposed to come over there he initiated the invite but mom decided that she wouldn't leave until late um you know, there, there, there were situations where plans were made or, or, or even when I went over there and we actually did something, I can count the amount of times where we actually just sat and stayed in the intimate moment, as opposed to him having to jump up and having to go do something. Like right after we have sex, your phone is blowing up. I look, it's your mama, your mama asking you, can you do this? I felt like Mm, these women had like a sixth sense of when I was around so they can interrupt. Right. How many, so on average, how often were you guys intimate? One or two times a month, three times a month? One or two times a month. Yeah, uh, that ain't good. That's a red flag too. And that flag is fuchsia. <laughs> it's bright red. Yeah. yeah. When, it, when, it, when we were intimate, it was, it was very pleasurable, very satisfying, but it ha- I think for me, I-, I stopped initiating towards the tail end. That's one of the reasons why I was looking forward to the cruise because I got a no. I-, I The fact that I had to ask for sex was already like, oh, hell no, I'm asking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the response was no. Okay. And not, well, not tonight. I was like, oh, hell no. Mm-mm. Yeah, there's something else going on. I don't know if he has some kind of sexual dysfunction and he uses his, the women in his family as an excuse. 
Um, or if it's something else, you know, if it's another woman involved or it's something else other than another woman, but it's something. What did your, before we get out of here, what did your gut, what did your intuition tell you about initiating a relationship with this cat? Um, the same issues I had in 2014 is going to show his head again. Like I would never be able to compete per se with yeah the the women that he loves, whether they're blood or not, like the women that has his attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was reassured uh, with initially, it was reassured that not that they would they would or wouldn't come in the way, but that there would be time for me and for us to cultivate whatever it is. Like he reassured me that this is what he wanted. Yeah. And but, but wasn't consistent with yeah, you know. I was gonna say, was there a question about okay, you're saying there will be enough time for me. What's your definition of enough time? Once a week, twice a month, you know. So maybe for him there that was enough time. But for you, if you had other time considerations, then obviously it wasn't enough time. Um yeah, ladies, so I, we have to be careful and listen to our gut, our intuition. Um, especially when you're, when you're older, right? Cause we don't want to expend our emotions and invest our time, our emotions, our psyche and a, into a person who's non-deserving. Um, and so, you know, I hope moving forward that you're still able to keep that you keep your guard down. It's okay not to be guarded. It's okay not to guard your heart. You just have to be selective in who you allow inside. That is all. We don't have to have our guard up, but just be selective in who you you begin to value, who you allow near you, who you allow into that most intimate space. Like some dudes are, you know, they're good for dates and laughter when it's when it happens and sex and that's it. But if you're looking for something more honorable and something more serious, then you have to you have to deal with someone who who coincides with those those wishes, who's honorable you know, who's respectful and who wants the same thing. And as soon as you see that they don't, you got to cut it off or take it back, um, you know, or demote, demote that person in the relationship. You're not boyfriend material right now. Maybe one day you'll get there. For now, we'll just hang out and have fun, you know, and you don't even have to say, I'm going to see other people. You can see other people unless that becomes a topic of conversation, but you can just say, you're not my boyfriend. You're not meeting boyfriend material right now. You're not meeting criteria, but we can hang out and kick it. And that person should know what the fuck that means. <laughs> mm, yep. I'm, I have a real bad habit of just walking away. Like, I'm just, I don't want to deal with this shit. I'm out. Um, yeah. I would encourage you to have a conversation. Yeah, I haven't had that conversation yet because that's just my natural you know, that's my, my natural reaction. Fuck this. Yeah. I don't, I don't want, I don't have to deal with this shit and I leave. Yeah. And I understand it, but you know, you want to have the converse because having these uncomfortable conversations, it makes this better for the next time or the next one. Um, it also mm-hmm. sharpens our skills, our intuition, and it just makes us better overall and being able to manage those emotions um, and have the tough conversation. So have the conversation with him. 
um, see what he tells you. And, you know, you guys can still be friends. You started as friends. And so unfortunately it didn't end a different way. And you never know. It may, this, this may not be over, over who knows what could happen next. He may say, you know what? I'm tired of these women in my family. <laughs> oh, I'm tired of being, I'm tired of being a pussy and not putting my foot down and telling them or putting my phone on do not disturb and just getting back to them when I'm finished, you know, whatever. He may, he may decide to do a 180. Well, okay. <laughs> I love the optimism. I, I wish I had it. Yeah. And you know, the 180 switcheroo may not come for another year or two years, but, um, you know, but still have that conversation with him and let him know how hurt you were that he could not problem solve the situation with the aunt in Orlando. Let them know that. I'll, I'll, I'll try it. See what comes out of it. Well, thank you for calling in tonight. This was a very great discussion and I, I'm sure a lot of people are going through this. Thank you. Um, I hope I have a more favorable outcome to this story, but thanks for letting me get it out. Yeah. It's all good. Say brain love. Brain love. So guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight on the couch. Thank you for having an open mind. Thank you for being receptive to listening to others. Thank you for just coming in here and taking the couch with the guests who I bring on each and every Sunday night. Thank you for returning and being a consistent listener. Thank you to those who share my episodes with others. Thank you for those who have done reviews on your platforms. I have a lot of reviews on Apple. I would love if some people would do a review on Spotify and or iHeartRadio and or Pandora. That would be beautiful. Thank you for wanting to learn about the brain and mental health. Thank you for all that you do and being nice and loving and just a beautiful person out here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone, say brain love. It's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina. Remember, every day you must have brain love. Balance. You can't have all work and no play, and you can't have all play and no work. Reframe. Reframe your negative thinking. Think positively. Avoid negative people. Inside, everything you need, it's inside of you. Look inside yourself needs know your needs your needs come first not everyone else's limitations limit your expectations of yourself ownership own your mistakes learn from them and move on vengeance is not yours it's the lord's express yourself every day meaningful communication don't go to bed angry and that's been my show guys brain love Thank you.